0: loss uh, and and pulmonary physiology so there are some important laws that we can talk about Boyle's Law, the relationship between um, uh, the relationship between pressure and volume and Dalton's partial pressures and um, uh, Henry's Law for dissolved gases so, I guess we can start with um, Henry's Law, which is very important and relevant to today's topic of our discussion, um, why gas exchange occurs, why gases move from one area to another, right? And there is another important uh It's Fuchs' Law, and we'll also mention that. And those are some of the important topics that we will be discussing today. So stay tuned. Now, um, in the atmosphere, there are so many gases nitrogen, carbon dioxide, argon or so many other uh, gases and these gases exert forces on each other so force per area is pressure so due to the movement of uh, gases or molecules there is pressure there is force at the sea level, the atmospheric pressure, the pressure due to all gases, at sea level is seven hundred sixty millimeters of mercury. Right, and in humidified air, we have to correct for uh, water vapor pressure. If water vapor pressure is, um, if water vapor is in the air. We have to take out the amount. Right? The amount of um, we have to deduct. We have to subtract the amount of vapor pressure from the total. If the total is 760, uh, the pressure due to just gases would be 760 minus uh, pressure. Water, which is 47 so pressure due to just gases would be 760 minus 47 and so in order to calculate partial pressure of of a gas for example oxygen we subtract uh, we subtract in order to correct for humi- uh, humidification we subtract the amount of pressure, or, or water vapor, I mean, water vapor pressure from the atmospheric pressure times the percentage of that gas in the air. So, for example, for oxygen, um, partial pressure would be 760 minus um, water vapor pressure of 47 times 21%, or 021 So another important law that we uh, will talk about is Henry's law. So Henry's law tells us why um, basically gases move. For example, in a respiratory system, why there is exchange between uh, capillaries and um, alveoli, why basically gases dissolve in a solution. You might ask yourself, there's alveoli out there where gases are present and then there is a capillary that has blood in it. You would, you could ask yourself, um, why would gases dissolve? And this is what Henry's Law answers. So gases basically dissolve or enter a solution because of the pressure or the force that is applied gas molecules above the, above the surface, above um, gases, so if you have a bunch of gases floating around, moving around, if you apply more pressure, if you push them down into the solution, they will enter the solution, they will dissolve, they will mix in the solution, so when more pressure, there will be more solubility. That's basically what Henry's law says. So, um, so if you have, um, for example, if you have a solution, and if you have a lot of gases, like if the partial pressure of that gas is increased, if that means if you have a lot of this gas, the accumulation, the force. Due to just the presence of all these gases will, um, will increase the solubility, the chances of these gases entering into the solution. So, solubility uh, formula is. Of oxygen in, in 100 milliliters of blood per, um, per one atmosphere. Atmospheric pressure, one millimeter of mercury is about 0.03. So, two zeros and 0.03, 0.03 milliliters of oxygen dissolves in 100 milliliters of blood. Whereas the solubility of um, CO2 is 0.07, that is 20 times the solubility of oxygen for the same uh, amount of pressure and, and volume of blood. Now. gas exchange, another topic, another important topic to talk about is uh, how gases are distributed. There are gases that freely dissolve in a solution, and there are gases that uh, are bound. They, They bind to a protein. For example, oxygen, carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide, these gases bind to hemoglobin. And so, presence of hemoglobin increases their, um, so the presence of hemoglobin in blood increases the carrying capacity of blood, the carrying capacity of of blood, I mean the ability to carry oxygen or CO2 or uh, carbon monoxide will increase if there is hemoglobin, if hemoglobin is not present then that's a that's a different uh, topic. The binding capacity will be decreased. And um, another important topic is, um, I guess, would just in this realm is that, um, for example, carbon monoxide can be can exist in a different form, instead of uh, just as CO2 dissolved in a solution or bound to uh, hemoglobin, it also exists in, in a bicarbonate form. Now, the another important law that we need to discuss is a fixed law, fick's fixed law of gas diffusion. So, fixed law basically tells us all the factors that are important factors that that affect gas diffusion so it's volume of gas per time so it determines the volume of gas diffused per time and it is a product of surface area pressure differences times uh, diffusion coefficient D and divided by thickness so from this equation we can um, deduce that if the surface area is increased volume of diffusion or volume of a gas that is diffused will increase Um, the constant d will always be constant it doesn't change and if there is Significant partial pressure gradient, there is, uh, the volume of gas that diffuses per time will increase. On the other hand, if the thickness of, uh, of a barrier, the distance which uh, a diffusing gas has to travel, if the thickness is increased, the amount of gas that, that diffuses across that barrier will be decreased. So there are conditions, there are conditions that affect uh, the diffusion, the amount of gas that is diffused. For example, in emphysema, right? For example, in emphysema, uh, the problem is. Alveoli are, alveoli are damaged, and the surface area where gas exchange happens, the surface area will be decreased. So, there is a direct relationship between surface area and the volume of gas that, diffu- uh, volume of gas that diffuses across a, a barrier. If the surface area is decreased, volume will be decreased. Another important case is that which is very common in fibrosis and pulmonary edema. The distance, um, the distance that the gas has to travel, the barrier between the two, um, the two environments, or the the thickness. Gas exchange region will be increased. As a result, the amount of uh, volume of gas that is diffused will be decreased. So, um, when we think about um, uh, Henry's law from that equation, we can combine surface area. The diffusion constant divided by the thickness all these together will be called diffusion at the lung diffusing capacity or dl so the amount of gas diffused per time right will be will, will equal the diffusing capacity of the lungs Times partial pressure gradient. Right. So again, from this equation, if the surface area is increased, if partial pressure uh, pressure gradient is increased, the diffusion will increase the amount of gas that diffuses across that barrier will increase if on the other hand if the thickness is increased if the distance that the gas has to move is increased uh, the amount of gas that diffuses across that barrier will decrease now um, when we talk about gas, about gas exchange there are two important concepts the first one is diffusion limited gas exchange and the second one is perfusion limited gas exchange now in diffusion limited gas exchange the only thing the only thing affecting gas exchange the movement of gas from one side to another, for example, from, from uh, alveoli into the capillary, is diffusion. So if there is uh, a barrier, if there is something that affects gas diffusion or movement of, of gas from one area to another. Exchange is called diffusion limited gas exchange. So one of the gases that are diffusion limited are uh, carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide has a strong affinity for hemoglobin, for a protein. So, as a result, once it enters the alveoli, because of its high affinity for hemoglobin it enters blood it enters the capillaries and enters red blood cells and binds to hemoglobin so its concentration will uh, its concentration in blood will rise just a little bit until it binds to the hemoglobin and then it disappears so the concentration partial pressure of hemoglobin of, um, carbon monoxide is always high on one side of that gas exchange uh, barrier, it's always high on, in alveoli if it is present if if patient is given CO for a test or something the amount, the partial pressure of, of carbon monoxide will be high on the alveoli side and it will be pretty much zero in blood because once it enters blood due to its high affinity to hemoglobin, it binds to hemoglobin and its concentration its um, in blood or its partial pressure will, will always be very low or zero. So we can say that there is a gradient, there is a pressure gradient between alveoli and blood or capillaries there is high gradient so it doesn't matter if there is um, if more blood is coming in if more blood is passing around the partial pressure gradient is gradient is always going to Now, on the other hand, um, the second topic, that uh, the second type of gas exchange is perfusion limited gas exchange. For example, if we talk about N2O, this is a type of gas that does not bind to any protein, it doesn't have any affinity for hemoglobin. It It dissolves, it freely dissolves in a a solution, so it will have a partial pressure, and what happens in this case is that because it dissolves in the solution, its concentration will change over a period of time until uh, a point of equilibrium where equal distribution is reached, so The rate of exchange between the capillary uh, between the capillaries between blood and alveoli would be equal. So once that happens, there is no gas exchange. There is no movement from the other side. Um, f- there is no uh, flow from from the alveoli into blood. So and because it doesn't bind to it reaches, it enters the blood, it stays in blood, it will have its own partial pressure. That partial pressure will increase until the point of equilibrium is reached, at which point there is no gas exchange. So the only uh, means by which gas exchange occurs is for this portion of blood that is fully saturated or that has reached equilibrium to move out of the way so that gas exchange can occur between alveoli and blood and so that's where perfusion comes in so a venous blood or in this case arterial blood that is coming into the area of uh, gas exchange in the cat and uh, in the lungs uh, the amount of blood coming in that has less N2O in it will um, will enable this gas exchange so N2O will enter the blood until the point of equilibrium is reached and this process continues so once the point of equilibrium, equ- equilibrium is reached there is no gas exchange so with more perfusion, this process will carry on this process will continue so In this case, we can say that perfusion of um, the gas exchange of N2O in the lungs is perfusion limited. So, for carbon monoxide, there is always a gradient. Its movement from lungs into the blood or the capillaries is limited by diffusion. No amount of blood present makes any difference. Um, for N2O, um, for N2O, the exchange is dependent on, is limited by perfusion, because N2O does not bind to a protein; it stays in the, in the blood contrast concentration will rise over a period of time where the point of equilibrium is reached. So I'm repeating this point so that um, a good proper connection is made between different concepts. So when you look at a um, graph of, of a diffusion limited exchange and diffusion limited exchange you'll see that for um, fusion limited exchange alright uh, the amount of carbon monoxide for example will never reach the amount of the level of partial pressure in within the alveoli it's always going to be at the bottom so from the point of um you look at a capillary if we think about um, alveoli as a, as a part that has uh, a length or a path right let's say of, of um, seven centimeters so a blood moving from zero centimeter to 7 meters. So there is there's is a distance to be covered. As blood moves from from point 0 to point 7 there is going to be gas exchange. So as it moves from from the beginning point to the point where it passes it completely passes the point of gas exchange, its concentration will rise a little bit. But it will never reach the concentration the partial pressure level of alveoli on the other hand the um, perfusion limited exchange for example for N2O again from let's say from 0.0 to 0.7 0.0 being the point at which the gas exchange starts and point seven being the point at which gas exchange the possibility for gas exchange is not it's not pot is not there the concentration of n2o will dramatically rise it will increase until it reaches until it reaches the amount of gas in the alveoli so equilibrium will be reached so so the graphs are very distinct you can tell the difference now for oxygen oxygen is very uh, important important gas and the exchange oxygen exchange at alveolar uh, capillary barrier is sometimes perfusion limited sometimes it's diffusion limited why is it perfusion limited for example uh, just like just like we said for n2o oxygen moves across that barrier some of it like small por- small amount percentage dissolves in in the gas I mean, in the solution in blood, most of it binds to hemoglobin. So, the point of equilibration will be reached. So, the partial pressure of oxygen in the arteries, or within the capillaries, will immediately reach the... pressure within alveoli which is 100 millimeters of mercury. So once that equilibration is reached, there is no uh, gradient, there is no that pressure gradient driving force. So that's why you would need a um, perfusion for gas exchange to occur for that um, barrier for that gradient to develop until the point of equilibration is reached. So this movement new uh, you can say portion or uh, amount of blood entering that space and being filled with gas and moving on. So the only way to increase gas exchange or uh, oxygen transfer in that case is to increase blood flow more blood coming in and uh, decreasing, um, decreasing or avoiding that equilibration to, to, to occur or for that portion for the portion of the blood that uh, I guess I can rephrase, th- rephrase this portion of blood that has already is saturated has reached the equilibrium, there will not be any gas exchange, so this blood has to move away so that the gas exchange can continuously occur. Now, under certain conditions, for example, during strenuous exercise, blood moves too fast around that area of gas exchange, so the amount of blood coming in does not not, um, affect gas exchange, so it doesn't, even if blood is there, it's moving too fast, there is not going to be enough gas exchange, and so in this case, we'll say that it, it is diffusion limited. And the same thing happens in a pathological condition if there is uh, a disease that affects uh, that gas exchange barrier, Uh, for example fibrosis or edema, in which uh, the thickness or the distance that the gas moves is increased, Um, the amount of blood that the amount of blood that moves around does not make any difference to the gas exchange so in that case um, the diffusion capacity of the lungs will be decreased so in fibrosis thickness the distance that the gas has to move will be increased and that will uh, affect gas exchange in high altitude, uh, the problem is that the amount of gas that is present, partial pressure that is present, will be decreased. Right. So the arterial po 2 and, uh, and the alveoli and the amount of gas that's in the alveoli and the amount of gas that's that is exchanged and that. In the blood is, is very small so if someone has a fibrosis and this person is is at a high altitude the problem will be compounded so that would not be So those are two important concepts, uh, perfusion-limited gas exchange and diffusion-limited gas exchange. And again, the the important principles are, uh, the important concepts that we discussed here are Fick's Law, which relates the volume of gas diffused uh, across a barrier across a surface area the pressure gradient and um, which is affected by some by the distance which the gas has to travel and their the graphs are very uh, diffusion limited and gas um, diffusion limited and um diffusion limited graphs are also important in that description and we have already discussed Diseases that affect uh, diffusion capacity of the lungs, and, and again, we need to know how to calculate the partial pressure of of any gas in humidified air, and Henry's law is always important. Why gases dissolve how to calculate the concentration of something um, in a a solution so that's pretty much it Um, I'll be back with another topic and uh, so until then keep working